Hey, Harsh. Hi, Sam. So no one knows this because unless the audio turns out to be significantly different, Harsh and I are recording via Zoom today. We usually record on FaceTime and then record our own audios and then merge them. But we took some tips from other people in the podcast community. Yeah. And was told that that we're stupid and you can record audio on Zoom. Or so we think. Um, Yeah. So this will hopefully make Sam's editing a lot easier so she doesn't have to match up all of our audio. So Monaco, arguably. Car. (laughs) See what I did there? I did. Arguably one of the most exciting races of the season, the most one of the most anticipated. But it was a major snooze fest. The first hour at least. Mm -hmm. Should we start off with the celebrities or should the celebrities come last? We can start with celebrities, sure. Okay. First up, Cristiano Ronaldo was there. What team was he supporting? Or was he just there for fun? Don't know. I don't know anything about soccer, but since David Beckham's always with McLaren, maybe not McLaren, because I'm assuming they're on different teams. Maybe he also lives in Monaco, because all the rich people live in Monaco, so they don't have to pay taxes. Maybe we should move to Monaco. I digress. (laughs) Serena Williams was there. Wasn't Serena Williams at the last one, too? Yeah, but the last one was Miami, so... Every like big American person is there. Maybe she's a fan. Okay. Yeah, I think she does come to quite a few. Okay, that's exciting. Tom Holland was there. Mr. Spider-Man. No Zendaya sighting though. And not lastly. Both, both Zendaya's mans were there, that means. Mm, this is true. Jacob Alordi was also there. And he yeah. took a picture with Max. <laughs> Wait, or you can say what the TikTok says. Yeah, Sam sent me a TikTok, or was it on Instagram? I don't remember. TikTok. Okay. But it's like a picture of um Jacob and Max. And the caption of the TikTok was like, neither of them know who the other is. <laughs> it was so true. Because Max was just like smiling like it was an ordinary fan. Okay, I'm not saying like one's better than the other because they're like kind of in two extremely different worlds so it's irrelevant but jacob alordi definitely knows who max is max if anything doesn't know who he is who he is but i'm not saying that because max is better because he's not like jacob alordi is much more well known max is just like doesn't care about anything other than f1 like do you think he's sitting around and watching the kissing booth with kelly and penelope no Kelly's definitely too old. If Max was dating someone his own age, maybe. Maybe. Maybe they would watch Euphoria together and he would know. <laughs> Penelope's also too young to watch The Kissing Booth. Like, maybe if they, she had a teenager. But if Kelly had a teenager, that'd make her really old. <laughs> um, Justin Bieber was also there. And not necessarily with Jacob Elordi but like like I don't know if they were both just with Red Bull or what it was but Kate from Bridgerton was there oh cool 
and I saw her in pictures like with Jacob Elordi and like group pictures with other people but they were like in the same photo so I don't know if they went together I don't think they went together that would have been like a bigger thing but she was there she looked great um those are all my major celebrity sightings that I saw anyone else of note Mm, no I don't think so there were definitely other people there that we just didn't see because it's Monaco but okay qualifying oh wait before qualifying not that I watched practice but when we inevitably talk about Daniel Ricardo later it might come up apparently Daniel crashed in free practice and usually Daniel doesn't crash okay he might be not doing the best but he is not a crasher so when he crashed the engineer on the radio was like is the car okay not is Daniel okay I I saw this somewhere yeah I'm fine and then the engineer was like oh oh yeah are you okay I I can see the car it's fine Uh, okay just just come back awkward I do remember that I mean I forgot but you've brought it back to my memory interesting yeah now on to quality <laughs> now on to quality but rem- for all our listeners remember this conversation because we'll probably talk about it later in the episode keep it in mind so qualifying Okay, so pretty regular qualifying. Did anything interesting happen in the last 25 seconds you'd like to talk about, Sam? Checo spun out, and then Carlos proceeded to drive into him because he didn't see the yellow flag. And I believe they were both on flying laps. Max was on one behind them, too, from my memory. Um, Nonetheless, it was a Ferrari 1-2. And then it was Checo third and Max fourth. So still good qualifying spots for everyone. But I'm sure, especially Max, shed a little tear when he realized his last opportunity was over. Um, as usual, not to be mean, but Lando qualified in front of DR. One might say typical. Another thing that's typical is that Russell qualified in front of Hamilton. Yeah, I feel like nothing exciting happened other than Checo and Carlos. Yeah, and then Charles on pole. Very exciting pole for him because he used to ride the bus on these streets to go to school. Such a full circle moment for Charles. This is random, but I do kind of want to bring it up because they didn't qualify super great I mean Mick it's kind of normal but Kevin Magnuson isn't doing as well as we thought he was going to be doing throughout the season based on like the first two races or maybe all the other cars are getting better and the Haas is not very good point I didn't think about it like that yeah I don't know the first two races we were like oh my gosh Pass podium? Pass is doing the damn thing. And now what? Now what? The return of our King Gunther. (laughs) I mean, no matter what, 
it's still a better season than last year, even if they continue to score no more points, because at least they have points. And Mick had his career best start and got to Q3. But still, I've been a little disappointed with Haas lately. I mean, it's hard to be disappointed when you don't expect anything, but I was getting close to expectation. Yeah, we had high expectations at the start, so. I think, and I quote from our podcast, are we Haas fans? Cricket, cricket. Not so sure anymore. Um, not a great qualifying from AlphaTauri either. I feel like they've been they've been driving a really quiet season, but quiet is good for Yuki at least. Yeah, both AlphaTauri seats are open for next year, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. We can go back to and discuss all the empty seats at the end and then we can make predictions okay um Onto the race then mm-hmm. monaco doesn't have many opportunities to overtake so it's really just a progression of cars like whatever order they start in is kind of the order they're gonna stay until pit stops yes i agree it's tight. I mean, but that's what comes with a street circuit, I suppose. I mean, okay, wait, before even the race, because it was race time, but we weren't racing. We sat for an hour while it was raining before we could start. Yeah, and it was an early one. I was supposed to be at your house at nine. And I was like two minutes late. And I was like, oh, no, because I always miss like the first corner. And then, you know, that's like an exciting thing and I get to the door and Sam's like it's raining it hasn't started yet yeah harsh oh you don't always usually don't I don't think you usually do I think you're usually just on the cusp but I'm just a bad person because I don't pause it <laughs> true you could or, no you always come on the formulation lab I feel like oh yeah maybe anyways anyways it's raining today so it didn't matter and Harj brought the most delicious chocolate croissants. The ham and cheese was good too, but the chocolate croissants that Harj brought over, you guys don't understand. I don't remember the name of the bakery, but they should sponsor us. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should reach out. I'm sure our one listener we'll in a different by. country would definitely appreciate learning about the croissants. Um, so we had a red flag to start before the race even started, and we were there for at least 45 minutes to an hour, just relaxing and waiting for it to start. And then once it did, we didn't encounter another red flag until Mick literally sliced his car in half, mm-hmm. like two ends of the car separated. <laughs> But he's fine. I think it was a very consistent, like, not necessarily the order, but the top four were also were always the two Red Bulls and the two Ferraris. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, nothing interesting happens till pit strategies, really, because you can't, like, there's limited opportunities to overtake. I was discussing with people in my office. 
and they were like well yeah the formula one cars have gotten so much bigger like when monaco was first put on like the f1 map the cars were tiny now they're huge so really the track is only meant for like one car to go on it that was an interesting take and probably correct very true and considering i mean at every track there's really only one racing line but having one racing line and then already having the track be like teeny tiny very difficult um pit strategy yeah Ferrari wet the bed, one might say. And Charles paid for it. I felt so bad for him. Do you want to give a rundown of what happened? I feel like you can describe it better than I can. Okay, from like what we saw on race day and then the videos, what I can put together is that they had pit. um, Well, first they pit Charles put him on it like intermediates because it was wet conditions and then like five or some laps later they tell him to box again but there was I think Carlos was already in the pit and so they told Charles to come into the pit but then they realized they weren't going to be done Carlos's pit stop in time kind of thing so then they tell Charles, no, no, stay out, stay out. But he already crossed into the pit lane. So he had no choice but to pit. Then he got stuck waiting there for like a second, which is a big deal. And then he screamed into the radio because they totally screwed him. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything to add. Someone's getting fired. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, about like, I mean, regarding the Ferrari scenario, that about sums it up. But just in response to that, Red Bull did the same thing. But obviously it was in a much more planned fashion and no one was getting mad. They were just responding. So they pit Checo and Max basically at the same time. Yeah, Ferrari's just like... It slipped right out of Charles's fingers. He was at the start of like the race the whole time. Like he was leading. He could have stayed leading had they not pit him the second time around. Home race too. Yeah, it was so upsetting. And then um, I think there was the red flags for mix crash after this whole thing happened. And they got out of their cars when there was the red flag, did they? Or am I making that up? They did, but I don't think it was Mick's car that they got out for. I think they tried to go out at the very beginning, and it was so wet that they came out, and then we waited 45 minutes. Yes, but I feel like, or maybe I'm thinking of like post-race stuff. I can't remember now. Basically, they would like kind of, tried to pan to Charles's face and he was just pissed rightfully so but I was feeling really bad for him Mm -hmm. and it's definitely hard to be like to like have good sportsmanship after that 
especially considering he didn't even make the podium. Like Carlos came second. So there was a Ferrari up there, but it wasn't Charles. It's a hard one. And his Instagram post after was so depressing. It was just like, I have no words. Like that that was like the caption. And he hasn't posted since. Mm. He's trying to keep his head down. Because they can't keep doing that. Like he was, he had a lead. Red Bull's getting faster and faster. Right. Like it was almost like Ferrari's confidence got to their heads or something. Yeah. But if you want to be number one, maybe there were mistakes ever. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's a (laughs) Or maybe there was some communication issue because. Their principal, Matthias Benotto, or whoever, they get that right? Mattia. Oh, okay. Well, maybe the issue is that he only speaks Italian. <laughs> he speaks English. He just chooses not to. Well, I think they should pick one language and stick to it, because clearly there's communication problems at Ferrari. And I think if they were all speaking the same language, it might be easier. That's all. I think this could also represent a very critical point in the season. Because at first, like, Ferrari started off very strong. But then Red Bull kind of... (laughs) Sorry, I had a list for a second. It came out wrong. And you decided to pounce on your opportunity. I had I guess I, but I guess I opened the door, so I deserve that. It's okay, try again. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. Ferrari started off really strong, but I guess they sharded the bed. Agreed. Um, Ferrari started very strong, and we definitely believe that there was a possibility that they would very heavily... <laughs> Sorry. Say it correctly, guys. Harsh is just staring at me on the Zoom camera and still laughing. Are you 12? Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm done. But then Red Bull definitely proved themselves that not necessarily that they were going to dominate, but that they could at least keep up. And then Mercedes kind of just whatever back with the rest of the middle pack but um especially two races ago max finally took the lead and we thought that was going to be really really difficult considering the amount of dnfs that he had at the beginning of the season but now not only does he have the lead but he has extended it yeah and i think this is a really big point where charles can either get back on the horse or like really start to fall back unfortunately i think he might really start to fall back now fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed he doesn't i would like to see charles do well me too it'd be nice someone needs to humble max every now and then i also think it's really interesting that charles has only had four wins in his career Yeah, I saw that stat too, because when Ferrari was doing all the cheating stuff, I thought he was like 
set to win, right? I don't like know. When we started watching Drive to Survive. That was the year Ferrari was doing their cheating, right? And they were like so amazing. And I feel like the show focused so heavily on Charles because he was kind of meant to be the winner. And he was like young and like it was his destiny to be at Ferrari and he has the longest contract of Ferrari history, all that stuff. Very true. And it's interesting because, I mean, not that I'm assuming, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure one of those wins definitely wasn't from this season. Mm-hmm. meaning he's only had three wins this season when it feels like he should have like five like from what the beginning of the season felt like I expected him to have more wins than that I don't know it's just it's just the vibes but speaking of wins no win for George yet I mean he had that one win last season but does it count no, didn't we only waste like a single lap or something? <laughs> yes. Anyways. Um yeah. Gutted for Charles. I hope he can turn it around. Maybe it'll become like the running joke that only one Ferrari can do a lot of time. Don't because say that. Carlos has had a rough go of it for a lot of the season but we shall see anything else happen in the race do you think <laughs> i believe alonzo crashed i thought wasn't it like um follow the leader with charles and then um oh you're right maybe he eventually... <laughs> yeah it was like the the top like four following each other and then Alonzo broke up the pack and Lewis couldn't get past him which I always think is funny when Lewis can't pass his previous teammates because I don't like Lewis um are you mm. looking it up I'm just looking at the Instagram because they always post like the key stuff before we talk about the winner just want to flash back a second to the previous race when Checo said that he wanted to talk because obviously they, not as obviously as last season, but they kind of gave the win to Max. Yeah, they didn't let them fight for it or anything. Yeah, like they weren't, it wasn't like the way, understandably, being so close in the championship last year where it was like okay just like reverse the cars whatever but Checo said he wanted to talk and in our last episode on pod we were discussing what they might be talking about because Checo's contract was expiring this year and I think Checo really showed them in Monaco what they would be missing he said you guys might think that I'm number two but I can be number one if you just literally give me the opportunity to be. He showed them because he won the race. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. I know you guys have been waiting a week and a half since the race to listen to the podcast to find out who won. Checo. And Checo cried on the podium. Oh. And it was so sweet. 
And what better way to celebrate him having a baby not that long ago? Yeah. Father Checo's a winner. It was very sweet to see him win. And then Carlos second, also nice. And Maxi Poo third. Which is a nice change. He was nice about it. Like he didn't seem sour at all. And He's not in his diva days yet. It's too early in the season. Did this bump Checo ahead of Charles in the points? Him and Charles are only six points away. That's crazy. I think if next race, which is unlikely if they all like score at the top because then the points get really tight. But I think if Checo pulls ahead of Charles, that's that's when Charles is going to start to fall back. Because it's also a confidence thing as well. Like, I firmly believe that, especially looking at specifically this season, Carlos. I want him to do well. Like, I'm not saying that as a hater. But just in general, he needs to get, both the Ferraris need to get their mojo back. They had such a strong start to the season. Let's bring it back up. I want to see some excitement. Like, we don't want to see Red Bull pull away and just lead the whole time. That's boring. Like, obviously, it sucks that we haven't been watching F1 for years. But at least we just got to skip all the years that we just watched Lewis win every single weekend. Yeah, that is something fun now. Like, it's kind of between four to five cars in the lead, and not just the same two. And especially the first couple of races this season, it was so exciting because the other cars that weren't as strong last season even got strong this season. Like maybe things are changing back to like a normal expectant playing field that we think of, but when Haas was coming in really fast, Alfa Romeo was coming in really, really fast. Like it was much more exciting to see that maybe we didn't actually know what was going to happen. So yeah, I hope Red Bull doesn't just like take the lead and run with it because we still have a lot of a lot of the season to go. Mm-hmm. And if they just go, what do we get? What are we going to talk about on the podcast? You'll only have three jobs because we'll have to quit. Yeah, then I'll only have three jobs. <laughs> Who was named driver of the day? Was it Charles? I believe so. Okay. At least. And I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Lando got fastest lap. I think. Oh, was that this oh, week? Yeah. Yes. Good for Lando. Um, there was a really heartwarming moment between DR and Checo. Yes, I saw that. And it makes it even more heartwarming because not that they're not, but it's just like, who knew they were friends? Yeah. And like Daniel's previously one at Monaco, so he knows it's like a special feeling. Uh, Throwback to when Daniel used to win. I'm sorry. uh, Moment of silence. Yep. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. I think, yeah, Daniel was just happy for Checo. Because Monica, I think it could have been him. Mm -hmm. 
if he didn't have such a large ego. Anyways. And everyone says that Monaco is like a specific type of win. Like it's a win unlike any other. So it must be a really special moment to win that for the first time. Hey, Sam, did you know they haven't re-signed their, like, contract with Monaco? So that might have been the last Monaco race. I mean, probably not because it's iconic. But, yeah, it's not, like, 100% guaranteed we'll be racing at Monaco next season. I'm sure they'll renew it. Yeah. There's no way. But, I mean, like, it is kind of a boring race now. Like, it's iconic, but boring. Uh, If they try and cut Monaco, Charles is going to throw a fit because he's like, I need another chance. See, this is another thing, like, not related to the race. But I feel like if Charles doesn't win, it's going to be like he missed his chance. Because you don't like a Monaco curse next season. Doesn't he have a Monaco curse? Like every year at Monaco, doesn't something happen to him? Yeah, I think he started on pole either last year or the year before at Monaco. And then something happened and he didn't even get to start the race. And a couple weeks ago, he crashed Nikki Lauda's car at Monaco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Charles. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, just scrolling through the Instagram, I love that F1 acknowledged it, and because if F1 acknowledged it, we should too. Congratulations on the Platinum Jubilee to Miss Queen, Queen Liz. (laughs) I don't know. I love it. I mean, I saw that they posted it, and it came up on my, like, homepage, and I was like, who's posting a picture of the Queen? F1? Wait, what's the youngest kid's name from William and Kate? Is it Louis? Louis? Oh, him <laughs> acting up. Videos of him acting up and Kate like trying to keep him quiet. And he just like puts his hand on her mouth. That's so funny. Um, not to get political, not that this is particularly political, but a lot of the videos that I saw of him acting up on TikTok. The comments were like, if this was Megan's kid, it Mm. would make headlines. And I was like, that is so true. Like the double standard. So true. I thought it was funny. He's just like us. (laughs) It was hilarious. Um, And again, I don't have a stance because I don't know anything about them. (laughs) But I do love Kate Middleton. Like, I don't know if she's controversial. I take it back if she is because I haven't done my research. But I really like her. I think she's pretty. I think she's elegant. That's all. I agree. I don't know if she's done anything bad either. She probably hasn't. She's too, like, proper. There's probably something. She said something to Megan. Something, something. Did you watch the Oprah? Something okay, sorry. Megan. This isn't about F1. <laughs> I didn't watch the Oprah tell-all that came out. Me either. Anyway, just wanted to throw in the Platinum Jubilee. Very, very impressive. Anything else about the race? No. Okay. Did we talk spots open? Open spots? 
spots or wags? Which first? We only have one wag in question this week. Okay, let's get our wait. Should we save the wag for the end? Okay. Build suspense so our listeners have to stay. I wonder if the few listeners we have, if they actually listen to the end. Like, it's actually highly unlikely. No, they only get to listen if they listen all the way through, Sam. True. Okay. In my opinion. Speaking of spots, we alluded to it, and I'm sure you already know if it's important enough to you, but Checo got resigned. Woohoo! And I manifested it. Like, I said it in last episode. I was like, there's no way he's going anywhere else. It's not guaranteed, but I just know it. Like, where else would Checo drive? Nowhere. And there's no reason for Red Bull to drop him. No reason at all. Yeah, he's fits, we've said this multiple times, but he really fits in at Red Bull. Like he's aggressive enough. He's a good team active player. enough. Yeah. Like he's perfect. And like we said, Red Bull would never bring on a rookie. They would only move up from AlphaTauri and Pierre and Yuki are not driving Red Bull next year. Like, I'm sorry. It's, it's not happening. <laughs> Christian Horner would end up like hitting Yuki or something. <laughs> Yuki crashing the Red Bull car. Oh, you're done. You're not even getting re-signed with AlphaTauri. <laughs> but as Harsh mentioned earlier, both the AlphaTauri spots are up for grabs. I don't know. I hope they resign Yuki. I hope they resign Pierre as well. I like them together and I like them at AlphaTauri. Yeah, unrelated. But one time I was looking at the AlphaTauri website because it's like a clothing brand, right? Their stuff is so expensive. It's probably like European. Yeah, but I just didn't expect it. I did. Okay, good for you, Sam. Anyways, back to the spots. They all wear it, like like Red Bull too, because obviously they're like related teams. But do you think that they're going to sell the shirt that Max Verstappen is wearing on his Instagram at like the Bay for $35? Um, didn't you buy the shirt that Max was wearing from the Bay for $35? I bought a piece of Red Bull merchandise from the Bay, not something that Max would wear. And one, it's merch. Two, this is like regular clothing that these rich people wear, like regular clothing. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Wait, okay, so how expensive was it? Like, I assumed it was expensive, but I don't actually know. Let me look it up. This might be, like, funny. <laughs> but I could see Yuki at Alfa Romeo, but I don't know if that's just because they have an Asian driver. Sam, you need to cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> In case we get famous and then someone's going to bring it back and then, like, cancel me. Yeah. Okay, a t-shirt? Wait, should I guess? Okay, um, maybe I can show you so you can make a more accurate guess. Okay, I like this. Mm, but don't look at the price. You have to cover it. Okay, wait, it's kind of ugly. Okay, yeah, is, it, is it in USD? It's in euros. I don't know how much a euro... Okay. Okay, I have my guess in euros. Okay, I changed the thing, but I didn't change it to Canadian dollars. What's your guess in euros? 130. 
euros. Oh, you're right. Really? 129 euros. That's just for our Canadian listeners. That's $175. Not that that's reasonable. I agree. It's extremely expensive. But I thought the teacher would look nicer than that. Granted, I'm sure they have other styles. But that t-shirt that Harsh just showed me, guys, it's not that cute. It looks like a Gildan shirt from Walmart. Like, the fit of it isn't, like, a clean-cut, nice fit. But whatever. It does look like something Pierre would wear. A waterproof jacket. Okay, this one, they have, like, a, a little model man showing it. Guess how much that one costs. In euros? Yeah, it's like a raincoat. It comes with a little travel pouch. 160 euros. Sam, this packable waterproof Toro brand parka. Do you want to change your guess? So it's a parka? Okay, that's different. Oh, it looks like a raincoat, but now I read it and it says parka. 250 euros. 800 euros. <laughs> For reference, that's over thousand dollars Canadian. Is a Canada goose jacket even that much? I don't know, but that's not even the most expensive jacket they have. Okay, this one, like a, a, a hoodie. Okay, this is the last one. I'm sure this is very boring for <laughs> because they can't see. <laughs> okay, well, for this one, it's like kind of ugly. Straight Alpha Tori merch. Okay, it's not part of their luxury model stuff. Oh, did you see the price? I didn't. I'm looking at a translate or a converter. 200 euros. 120 euros. It's like the cheapest thing they have. (laughs) Okay. Well, that, not that that's not bad. It's relatively, it's not bad. Okay. You're right. It is very shocking how expensive, at least the other stuff is. The t shirt. Okay. Okay, spots available. Um, <laughs> Back to talking about F1. Both the Alpha Tori spots are available. The newbie spot at Alpha Romeo is available, as I briefly mentioned. I think they'll re-sign the current driver. He hasn't done anything um, terrible. And he probably brings a lot of funding to bring F1 to China. Like... Very true. He's also a daddy driver. Oh, yeah. He'll get re-signed. No problem. <laughs> Not a problem. Speaking of daddy drivers, both the Aston Martin's seats are up for grabs. I think it's pretty obvious one will go to Stroll. Yeah, the other one, I don't know, because Seb, I, I feel like he's getting tired of everything. Like, a little he's really on this like save the world thing and I feel like driving an expensive car in circles just doesn't align with his new brand you know yeah I mean at least the car is hybrid right so (laughs) we don't know who that spot will go to I hope Seb stays in F1 I like me too I mean he's performed better than Stroll true so he's probably more expensive than stroll also but very true but i'll leave it at that um 
Fernando seat is up for grabs. Do we think he's going to retire again for the eighth time? Um, I think so. Okay, like, Kimmy just left F1. I feel like I can't handle if Vettel leads, too. Yeah, that would be very sad. Not that I don't care if Alonzo leaves, but, like, Alonzo can leave. (laughs) Just being honest. Um... Both the Williams up for grabs. Do we think um, Latifi is going to be able to keep his spot? Yeah, Daddy Driver. And Albon? See, it's interesting because now that Albon has a real seat, I'm like, oh, he won't just go to like Alpha Tori. But the Alpha Tori seats are up for grabs. So if he didn't have a seat, I would have been like, oh, Albon at AlphaTauri, maybe. Not that it's not possible. Yeah, he still could. But has he performed well enough at Williams that AlphaTauri would want him? Doesn't he have points? Yeah. So that's quite a quite a bit for Williams. But in their heads, they might be going, we've been down this road before. So we'll see. Mick isn't renewed for next season yet. I think to go to where? Um, I don't know. Alpha Tori. I think Mick will stay at Haas. Mick and Seb on the same team. Oh my gosh. That would be so fun. Okay. Yeah. But Aston Martin has to sign Lance. (laughs) Let's not forget that. I think Mick will stay at Haas. Fair enough. Okay, now, remember earlier when I said keep in mind DR? Yes. Okay. Well, that was a bit of foreshadowing for what I'm going to discuss now, which is I read an article that showed up on my Microsoft Edge on my work computer (laughs) that was talking about the fact that Daniel hasn't performed well at McLaren. Everyone's disappointed because Lando consistently outperforms him. All stuff we know and have talked about before. Then it talks about how this year we think it's a bit different because one, the engineer asked about the car, not about Daniel. Two, Zach Brown literally said in like an interview, yeah, I think Daniel hasn't met any of our expectations. And then at the end of this article was something about how there's some loophole in Daniel's contract so they can potentially not renew Daniel for next year, even though he is signed to, like his seat isn't technically open. He's still at McLaren, but they said they might be able to remove him that would be very backstabby Mm -hmm. like extremely backstabby praying dr can pull it together because i he's not finished i think the part about them only asking about the car that has nothing to do i think that adds to the fact that it's hilarious (laughs) but them having no concern for his life doesn't mean they're not signed him. Ever since I clicked that article, now multiple F1-related articles show up on my 
Microsoft Edge work page. So maybe you shouldn't have done that, but you can stay up to I would like to see Daniel up on the podium again, at least one more time in his career, if you're going to tell me that this is it. Yeah. Want to segue into the rest of our Daniel news? Daniel. Daniel might have a girlfriend. It hasn't really been announced anywhere, nor have I heard anything about it. But I just randomly saw a picture on my Instagram explore page. And it was a group picture of Daniel and like two other girls or something like that. But the caption says, Heidi and Daniel enjoying together. Specifically Heidi, even though there was another woman in this picture, which means Heidi's it. Yeah, maybe the other F1 WAG fans know something we don't know. Right. And I was like, is this crazy? Like, what is happening? Is this new? And then I went to the comments and like, obviously, well, it has almost 2000 likes, which isn't like a lot for like pop culture, but obviously it's just a fan account, but there's only a few comments and they're not all like, OMG, OMG, like this is crazy. So maybe everyone's known this for a while, but I don't know if it's, again, just because it's a fan page, but the the fan page is called F1 Wags 2.0. So clearly they only post wags. The whole, their whole caption is like hashtag F1 Wags, hashtag Wags, hashtag lovely, hashtag gorgeous, hashtag couples. And then I went to her Instagram. Her name is Heidi. And she is an actress and probably a model. And her last post on Instagram was her at the Miami race. And she's American, right? I think so. I'm not Mm. sure. But Daniel has only started liking her Instagram posts since November 5th. No comments. Just likes. It does appear that She's American. I think she lives in New York. Interesting. We know Daniel's obsessed with America, so. Howdy. He loves Texas. Howdy, Heidi. Whoa. Mm. (laughs) Crack the code. So I sent it to Harj immediately. Mm -hmm. And I, in, she cried, she cried herself to sleep that night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I did a bit of sleuthing of my own because I didn't believe Sam. And I think they're friends with the same friend group. So that would maybe make sense that they are now dating. And then I cried myself to sleep. So, <laughs> so Daniel, maybe you won't get that seat now. McLaren's going to kick you out because you have a girlfriend. Well, I guess I'm glad I never got you a McLaren shirt. Yeah, good thinking. I mean, it was just always so hard to tell with you. I never know who your top team is. I don't even know if you have a top team. I don't have a top team right now. Fair. But yeah, I think that's it. 
Yes. Anything else to add? No, but we need a rock star and a wanker. I didn't forget. I want to point that out. I was going to say that next. I forgot last week. What? I don't remember that. Um, rock star. I think we have the same rock star. Maybe not. I have a rock star. You go first. Checo, obviously. I check a win. I love Checo. Easily the rock star. Yeah. Also my rock star. I mean, how could Checo not be a rock star? Especially after his win. He cried. So deserving. Love it. The only thing that could have topped his Monaco win was if he won last year in Mexico. Um, Wanker. Okay, I have my wanker. It's a bit of an unconventional wanker. I don't have my wanker yet, so you have to go. My wanker of the week is the Ferrari engineers who told Charles to pit. Okay, I like that. That's all. I agree with that. Um, shoot, I don't know if my wanker is... I have another wanker. You can have my second wanker if you want. Okay. Harsh, I'll take Harsh's second wanker. Sam's wanker is Heidi for stealing my man. <laughs> okay. Yep. Wanker of the week. Heidi. No offense. You stole my po- podcast co-host's boyfriend. Okay. And if you're going to do that, at least go Instagram official. Like, at least give us something to talk about. How dare you? You're willing to be photographed, but not willing to go all in. Harsh would go all in for DR. I would. Like, are you ashamed? I haven't posted on Instagram in years. I would post Daniel on my Instagram. You're waiting for the perfect moment. Yeah. When Daniel asked me to marry him. But now that I know he's a two-timer. It's over. Okay. Daniel, if you're Heidi, if you're listening, I was just joking. We'd love to have you on the pod. And it's totally reasonable because she lives in New York. Mm-hmm. Heidi, don't act like you're down under or in Europe. Okay. You're you're just down the street. I could get to New York in half a day. Mm-hmm. Call me, DM us on Instagram. We'll arrange something. Yeah, now that we know how to record the podcast without both syncing our phone, we could even do it online. Um, Yeah, I think that's all. Where are we next week? Baku. I thought it was Canada. Canada's the next week. We're doing two Uh, in a row. Two weekends in a row. Oh my god. I know. Okay. Exhausted already. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, see you there. Bye, Sam. Bye, Harsh. <laughs>